Hello and welcome to the first proper episode of the Finto the Woods podcast. Last week I did a little introductory episode, but now this this one is the first proper episode really. This first episode is going to be all about the wonderful Audra McDonald, who I absolutely adore and is undoubtedly the queen of Broadway. So I thought who else, who better to start the podcast off with than talking about this legendary actress. I'm going to talk about really her career, her award-winning performances and performances that mean a lot to me and what I love about her so much. Audra has had a career like no one else. It is literally insane and I'm insanely jealous of her career. I wish I had the career of Audra McDonald and I think many of us feel that way too. But Audra trained at Juilliard, which is one of the most prestigious drama and musical schools in the United States, in the world, really. And from there, she has just grown and grown and grown as a performer. And she has six Tony Awards to her name. That's more than any other performer in theatre history. She's been nominated for nine Tonys across her whole career so far. She's only 52. She's still got decades ahead of her to win more and be nominated for more. But let's have a look at those Tony-nominated and winning performances. So Audra's first Tony win came in 1994 when she played the role of Carrie Pipperidge in the Broadway revival of Rodgers and Hammerstein's classic musical Carousel. Now this production had transferred from the West End, it was directed by Nicholas Heitner and it was a very successful production, it's beautiful. And Audra McDonald's rendition of Mr. Snow is stunning. There's a recording of it on YouTube, like a video of her doing it. And it's just beautiful. Like, her voice is just stunning. She beat Marsha Lewis for Grease, Sally Mays for She Loves Me, and Marion Maisie for Passion. And her speech is on YouTube. There's a compilation of all six speeches she's given when she's won her Tonys. And they each get more and more emotional. And they're just beautiful to watch in succession to see how she's grown as a performer, but that appearance as Carrie Pipperidge, as the first black actress in Broadway history to play that part, was a turning point in musical theatre and started the career of one of Broadway's best-loved performers. Audra's second Tony win came just two years later in 1996 when she won the award for Best Featured Actress in a Play, and this was for the play Masterclass, alongside Zoe Caldwell, and Zoe Caldwell played Maria Callas, the opera singer turned teacher, and Audra played one of her students, Sharon. Zoe Caldwell won the Best Actress in a Play Tony Award, Audra won the Best Supporting Actress in a Play Tony Award, and the play itself won Best New Play. And just two years after that, Audra won another Tony for Best Featured Actress in a Musical for playing Sarah in the wonderful musical Ragtime. It didn't win Best Musical. It should have won Best Musical. It was nominated for 13 Tonys. It won Best Original Score and Best Book, but lost Best Musical to The Lion King. And I think many people are still quite bitter about that to this day. But many of you will know the song Your Daddy's Son, which is sung by Audra's character in the show. And that recording of her doing it has become a song that's kind of synonymous with her as a performer. And you go and watch that clip or listen to that song And you can tell just from that one song, that one performance, the reason why she won that Tony. Like, she's so emotive as a singer. She's the queen of acting through song, really. 
I just love that performance so much. Go and check it out because it's a masterclass. You also had an awesome cast alongside her. The likes of Brian Stokes Mitchell, Marin Maisie, uh, Judy Kay. I think Leah Michelle was in it originally as well. So a star-studded cast and, yeah, just a fabulous show. So at this point, Audra is 28 and she has three Tony Awards. She's 28 and she has three Tony Awards. That is incomprehensible in my mind. In 2000, she was nominated for the first time for the Best Leading Actress in a Musical Award at the Tonys. And this was for Marie Christine, which was written by Michael John Lachusa. It was a short-lived musical. It only ran for 40-odd performances. And it's based upon the Greek play and the Greek kind of legend of Medea. It didn't get the big reception that everyone thought it would because obviously she just won three Tonys. And she was the big, big Broadway star at the time. But I don't know, I don't think the show or the material really worked in her favour very much. We fast forward four years to 2004 and Audra wins Best Featured Actress in a Play again, this time for the classic A Raisin in the Sun. She played the part of Ruth Younger alongside the likes of Felicia Richard and P. Diddy. Yeah, P. Diddy was in this production, apparently he was very good. And obviously it's a very classic play, it's a very well-known play. And Audra nabbed herself another Tony for it. And four years after this production... A TV movie was made and it gained her an Emmy nomination for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Miniseries or a Movie. So A Raisin in the Sun gave Audra McDonald quite a lot. In 2007, she was nominated for the musical 110 in the Shade and she played the role of Lizzie Curry. And she was the first black actress to play this role on Broadway. But the show itself only ran for 94 performances at Studio 54. It didn't run for very long. And the New York Times critic Ben Brantley said, Is it possible for a performance to be too good about McDonald's performance in the show? Because he said, The ravishing of a voice, an Olympian of stature, she's an overwhelming presence in an underwhelming show, which I find really interesting because I never consider Audra McDonald to be an overwhelming performer in any sense. So I find it quite interesting that that show just wasn't good enough for her talents, really. She was also up against some tough competition at the Tonys that year. She was up against Donna Murphy for Love Music, Deborah Monk for Curtains, Laura Bell Bundy for Legally Blonde, and the eventual winner, Christine Ebersole, for Grey Gardens. Then in 2012, Audra won the Best Leading Actress in a Musical Tony Award for playing Bess in The Gershwins, Porgy and Bess. She starred opposite Norm Lewis in this production that ran at the Richard Rogers Theatre on Broadway, and the show itself was nominated for 10 Tony Awards, which is pretty impressive. But the show itself was kind of shrouded in controversy around the naming of the production. So the original Porky and Bess, the opera, was written by George and Ira Gershwin with a libretto by DeBose Hayward. And the estates of both the Gershwins and Hayward wanted to adapt Porky and Bess into a musical for today's audiences. And there'd already been an attempt by Trevor Nunn a few years back, but Diane Paulus had got her hands on it and she was involved in the development of it. And because they renamed it the Gershwins, Porgy and Bess, some people weren't very happy, including Stephen Sondheim, who was just very against this production. And he wrote an editorial letter complaining about it, really, and the lack of respect for not including Hayward's name above the title. And there was quite a lot of drama about it, but luckily it all kind of sorted itself out in the end and the production did end up going to Broadway. But yeah, Sondheim was not a fan of the way that production was handled. 
And two years later, in 2014, Audra would win her sixth record-breaking Tony Award. And this was for playing Billie Holiday in Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill. Now, this ran at the Circle in the Square Theatre in New York from April to October of 2014. It was originally only going to be on for like 10 weeks, but it was so in such high demand that they had to extend it so many times. But this is probably the most lauded performance of Audra's career, really. This was her record-breaking sixth win. It was her first win of Best Leading Actress in a Play. This meant that she had won more Tonys than any other performer in Tony history, and she'd now won in every possible performing category as well. And this production was filmed two years later and gained her an Emmy nomination for Best Lead Actress in a Miniseries or Movie. And she also gained a SAG nomination for it too. And then at the Olivier Awards in London in 2018, she gained herself her first ever Olivier nomination for the role. She just was glorious in that performance. Luckily, they filmed it because it's one of those performances that you have to see to believe because she's so like Billie Holiday and her mannerisms and the way Audra changed her voice from that classical soprano that we all know and love to the rich tones of Billie Holiday is just... So impressive and just that calibre of performance deserves to be seen by so many people and I'm so, so glad it was filmed. Her most recent Tony nomination was in 2020 for the play Frankie and Johnny in the Claire de Lune and this was her ninth Tony nomination over the course of her career so far and I know she's going to get more. She's going to get more Tonys. It's obvious. It has to happen. She's returning to Broadway this November in the play Ohio State Murders at the newly named James L. Jones Theatre and I have an inkling that she might get her seventh Tony. I don't know why, I just have a really good feeling about it. Audra only has three other Broadway credits that haven't been nominated for a Tony, which is absolutely insane. She was a replacement in the original production of The Secret Garden in 1992. She starred as Lady Percy in Henry IV at the Lincoln Centre in 2003. And she appeared in Shuffle Along in 2016, which I'm so surprised she didn't get a Tony nomination for because the production got loads of Tony nominations, but she didn't get one. There was quite a lot of drama, unnecessary drama, surrounding this production because Audra got pregnant and was blamed for the show's closing by the producer, Scott Rudin. Surprise, surprise. The producers filed a lawsuit against the insurance company, Lloyds of London, and this led to so much unpleasant conversation about Audra's health and going back years on her medical records and whether it was an accident or illness and basically blaming Audra for the closing of Shuffle Along when they could have easily just recast her. Um, but luckily, this lawsuit was dropped last year because it's absolutely bizarre that she was so involved because it's just so unnecessary and she's now got a lovely baby. So that's all that really matters. One of my favourite Audra performances is from the 2001 Benefit concert of Dreamgirls. And this was alongside Lilius White, Heather Headley, Billy Porter... And many of you will know this concert. There's an album on Spotify and the whole thing is on YouTube. But it is the campest and most exciting thing ever to happen. And it needs to happen again. I want them to do like a reunion concert because she played the role of Dina Jones. And it's so unlike anything that Audra's done in her career. And I just adore it so, so much. And it's such a well-loved recording. And I'm so glad. And apparently, apparently... Beyonce listened to that recording to study 
for her performance in the film in 2006, so good on Audra for setting an example for Beyonce. She's also done a lot of Sondheim regionally, including Anyone Can Whistle, and she's done Passion, and she's done Sunday in the Park with George, she's done Sweeney Todd, you know, the recording with Emma Thompson, she plays the beggar woman, and she's just such a versatile performer, and to go from straight plays and heavy plays to Shakespeare to big Broadway tap dancing musicals that is versatility and I don't think there really is anyone else like that and there never really has been. Aside from the theatrical stage the performance that really introduced me to Audra was her role as Grace Farrell in the 1999 Disney adaptation of the musical Annie and this cast was star-studded. I mean you had Victor Garber, Kathy Bates, Kristen Chenoweth, Alan Cummings, who else is in it? There's so many good people in it, I can't name them all. Andrea McArdle, the original Annie, played the star to be. I mean, it's a gay fever dream, really. That was what introduced me to Audra. I grew up watching that film so, so often. I know it like the back of my hand. And she is just the most beautiful Grace. And she has so much Grace in that film. And you love her and you root for her. That film means so much to me and I know that sounds really weird but it does because I've grown up with that and that's what kind of made me one of the films that made me fall in love with musical theatre and Audra is part of the reason I'm doing what I'm doing right now. Audra's had that joy of being a crossover artist she's been able to transfer her skills and her knowledge from theatre and put that into movies and TV. She starred as Dr. Naomi Bennett in the Grey's Anatomy spin-off Private Practice from 2007 to 2013. She's brilliant in that. I do love Grey's Anatomy, so of course I was going to love it if Audra was in it too. She also currently stars as Liz Reddick in The Good Fight, which is a spin-off of the well-known series The Good Wife. And she's been in that role since 2018, and she is brilliant. She's so bloody good in that TV series. And she's earned herself two Critics' Choice Award nominations for it in 2020 and 2022. But the Emmys severely overlook the good fight, and I don't know why, because it really annoys me, because the performances in that in general are great. But, yeah, Audra should be getting Emmy nominations all the time. But she's been on so many TV programmes. She's done Law and Order, like most Broadway actors have, The Bedford Diaries, Sesame Street, The Good Wife as well, Doc McStuffins, Bojack Horseman, RuPaul's Drag Race, Vampirina, which is a great kids' programme. It's brilliant. And, of course, The Sound of Music Live, where she played Mother Abyss, alongside other Broadway alumni such as Laura Benanti and Christian Ball. She was brilliant in that her climb every mountain was the best part of that whole live production. And of course, last year, in 2021, she was the presenter of the Tony Awards, the whole ceremony, which is amazing. Sorry, I almost missed out her appearance in The Gilded Age, that new series written by Julian Fellows. They're currently filming series two as we speak, but that has a host, a wealth of Broadway actors and actresses in it. So go and watch that if you haven't, because it's really enjoyable. And if you like Downton, you'll love The Gilded Age. She's also had some wonderful film appearances, including uh, Ricky and the Flash alongside Meryl Streep, the Disney live-action version of Beauty and the Beast as The Wardrobe, which is where most mainstream audiences will recognise her from, the musical film Hello Again, and most recently, Respect, the Aretha Franklin biopic where she played Aretha Franklin's mother. And obviously I haven't mentioned all her TV and film and every other appearance because she's done so much. But they're just a few of probably her more well-known appearances. But let's break this down. She has three Grammy nominations with two wins, five Emmy nominations with one win, 
one SAG nomination, nine Tony nominations with six wins, two Critics' Choice Award nominations, six Drama Desk nominations and five wins, four Drama League nominations and one win, seven NAACP Image Award nominations, an Olivier nomination, the National Medal of Arts, and she is an inductee of the American Theatre Hall of Fame. That is bloody impressive. I saw her live in concert for the first time ever last week. And she is just, oh, I can't, I can't put it into words. It was the most magical evening at the theatre. To see someone I've always admired and looked up to and have always kind of thought as the uh, pinnacle of musical theatre and theatre in general, seeing her live was a dream come true. And it, no, I know it sounds very cliche and very cringy, but it's so, so true. And she is just such a consummate performer. She sang all her classic concert stuff like Stars on the Moon from uh, Jason Robert Brown's Songs for a New World, Climb Every Mountain from The Sound of Music, and also she sang Rose's Turn from Gypsy. Rose's Turn from Gypsy. I've wanted her to play this part for years. Ever since I was born, ever since I can remember, I've wanted her to play this part. And she sang that song for the first time in public in concert with a 50-piece orchestra. And I, my little gay self was screaming. I was so excited. It was just the most magical evening. And she's so funny and so witty. And to have that relationship with an audience that you've only just met. And you felt like she was your best friend. And I think that's the best type of performer and the best type of person to watch on stage. Yeah, it was quite an honour to be in that auditorium for that one night only concert, but it has been filmed, so all you people who are listening now or all over the world can watch that wonderful evening, and I can't wait to watch it again, to be honest. Audra has often said, and she said this in her Tony speech a couple of years ago, that the likes of Diane Carroll and Leslie Uggams helped pave the way for where she is in the theatre community. They were some of the first black women to win the Tonys and Audra's always said that without them she wouldn't be where she is today. And I truly think that Audra is now setting her own path for people to follow and I truly, truly love that because she is an inspiration and she should be an inspiration for so many people across the world because she has made a phenomenal career for herself and she continues to grow and grow and grow. Like I said earlier, she's only in her early 50s. She's got decades ahead of her to create and inspire even more amazing performances and play more original roles and do all those big revivals and play Mama Rose, obviously. She's cemented herself as the creme de la creme of the theatre world and Rightly so, and I can't wait to see what else she does, and more people should know Audra McDonald, and I hope this podcast, whether you knew who Audra was before, or you're, you've never heard of her before, I hope this has helped you learn a bit more about her. And obviously this isn't everything, I haven't mentioned everything she's ever done because she's done so much, but I hope this has given you a little insight into her career, and you can go and Google her, or look on YouTube and watch her, or listen to her on Spotify, wherever you're listening from, and just relish in her... Thank you for listening to this first proper episode of the Finch of the Woods podcast. And I know it's probably a little bit rusty. I'm still trying to work out how to structure them properly. So any advice or criticism or anything would be more than welcome. But yes, you can find me, Finney and Hackett or Finch of the Woods on most social medias. And my name is quite unique. So you will probably find me quite easily, luckily. But yeah, and I hope you enjoyed this and I hope to have you back for the next episode.